Welcome once again to the All of Life podcast. I hope you're having a good morning. My name is Brandon Neely, and this is a part of my teaching ministry as a pastor of Christ Church of Acadiana. Uh, what we are doing is going through a proverb a day, and today's proverb is Proverbs fourteen thirty four. Righteousness exalts a nation, but sin is a reproach to any people. Proverbs fourteen thirty four. Righteousness exalts a nation, but sin is a reproach to that very nation or to any people. Here is a call to all the nations of the earth and a reminder to all the citizens of all the nations of the earth. The call is from Christ, who has been exalted above every name, the King of kings, the one who began to draw all peoples to himself the moment he was lifted up on the cross. And this call from Christ is a command that all nations everywhere, including the United States, conform its life to God's moral standards as revealed in Scripture. The world has its standards. The world has its fads, its trends, its various doctrines that it presents. But the church and the people of the church and the people of a nation are to not be swept up in the fads and the the passing doctrines of the world, but rather are to conform themselves to the doctrines, to the laws, and to the gospel of Jesus Christ in Scripture. A nation must deal with its own covenanted citizens according to the laws of God. It must consider border security, the protection of innocent life, mass incarceration, warfare, welfare, public domain, taxation, etc. All of the above, it must consider all of these things. It must consider all of its life in light of what God commands. It must deal with itself and with other nations and those of other nations according to God's law as well. And in so doing, that nation can reasonably expect a large degree of prominence and glory among the nations of the world. Righteousness, that is, adherence to, obedience to, and full submission to the law of God, as revealed in the scriptures, exalts a nation. The faithfulness of King David set the stage for the global notoriety of Solomon. But the idolatry and sin of Solomon, with his many wives set the stage for their future shame and exile among the nations. From a posture of Christ-like love, service, and biblically defined justice, a nation will provide moral and political leadership to other nations. The benefits of power, of peace, and prestige will be granted to the nation that adheres to God's laws. But a nation that throws off God's law can expect shame, the loss of glory, the collapse of it, the collapse of prestige and notoriety, and the very guilt and condemnation that comes down on it from Jesus, who is on the throne of heaven. Um, The scriptures reveal, just as a a little side note, the scriptures reveal three main reasons why God judges nations. You can see this from both the Old and the New Testament. These three reasons are sexual perversion, unrequited bloodshed, and apostasy. Now, if you consider these three in light of the United States, um, our nation is in the grips of the sexual revolution, in the grips of feminism, transgenderism, and evolution. And in this, we have completely thrown off God's sexual ethics. Among uh, all of this is the very many uh, innocent children in the womb and innocents that walk among us that are murdered 
and their blood is shed that has never been acquited for. And the blood of the innocents in our nation would fill the Mississippi from Canada to the Gulf, and none of it has received justice. The murderers continue to live, to walk freely, in fact, to be honored among us. We murder in the name of equality, justice, and freedom. We murder in the name of love. This unrequited bloodshed, along with this sexual perversion, um, most definitely calls down the judgment of Christ on us. As far as apostasy, we are a nation under God, we say in our pledge, but we have long forgotten his name. Scriptural argument can be made quite easily that we are under judgment already as a nation, and we can no longer discern the difference between boys and girls. Our wealth is being deported willingly to other nations. Inflation and national debt is promising to bankrupt with us. Our borders are swarming with other nations. The writing is on the wall. Sin is a reproach to any people. But there is still time. There is still time to repent, to turn back to the God we've forgotten. There's still time for the nation to wake up and realize the insanity we're fast approaching. Who knows, perhaps God would stay his hand as he did for Nineveh. If not, our future is clear. Just consider this promise in Psalm chapter 2. It says, To the kings of the world, be, be wise, O kings. Be warned, O rulers of the earth. Serve the Lord with fear and rejoice with trembling. Kiss the sun. That is, bow the knee. Pledge your allegiance to Jesus Christ, the anointed one. Absolute offer of submission and fealty to Jesus Christ. Kiss the son, lest he be angry and you perish in the way. For his wrath is quickly kindled. But, but, here it is. Blessed are all who take refuge in him. The future hope of a nation does not hang on anything more than their fealty and submission to Christ. Whether they end in blessing or wrath depends not so much on who is in office, whether it be a Republican or a Democrat, not so much on military budgets, public policy, or the majority's voting past. The maneuvering, the might, the power, the politicking, it's all in vain. The future rather depends on a nation's piety toward God, not its politics, on its ethics, not its maneuvering, on its submission to Christ, and not its sword not by might, nor by power, but by the Spirit of God. And if the church would wake up to this reality, get out of bed with the various political idols that we have, stop turning to the sword, and rather turn to Christ, if the church would wake up to this reality, perhaps we could once again show our nation how to obey Christ. We could once again teach our nation to obey Christ and all that He has commanded, just as we were commissioned by Him to do so in Matthew twenty-eight nineteen. Now, before we throw up our hands and, and think that all hope is lost, I'm considering just how far our nation has fallen, we need to remember this. What's true of a nation, that righteousness exalts it, but sin is a reproach, what's true of a nation can be true of a household as well. Moms and dads, it can be true of your little family, and this is where we must start. Fathers and mothers as the helper of the fathers, Fathers, as the king of your little castle, declare with the saints of old, declare with Joshua, as for me and my household, we will serve the Lord. Regardless of the trajectory of our nation, whether our nation as a whole will submit to Christ is yet to be seen, but as for our households, we will serve the Lord. In the midst of a fickle people who were constantly turning their back on God, Joshua knew that righteousness, justice could begin under his own roof with his wife and in the way in which he treated her, led her, provided for her, 
His family would be exalted by God as he dealt with his wife and his children according to God's righteousness as revealed in the word. He would be faithful to his wife, the wife of his youth. He would be faithful to their covenant promises. And he would be faithful to the children that God blessed them with so that his family might be blessed and exalted by God for generations to come in spite of the trajectory of the nation as a whole. He wouldn't, Joshua wouldn't be the reason that his family tree took a turn for the worse. He would be the reason they took a new godly and heavenly trajectory. What's true of a nation can be true of a family. It can also be true of a church. A number of households could come together to form a church. And those ministers who have proven themselves in managing their own households well, in submitting to Christ in their own households, they can lead that church in the same direction. They can lead that church into righteousness and justice and obedience to Jesus Christ. And they, in that church, can experience, reasonably, can reasonably expect to experience the blessings and the promises of God found here in the scriptures. Well, I hope that's a blessing to you all. My name is Brandon Neely. You can connect with me on Facebook, or you can email me at Brandon Neely, that's N-E-A-L-Y, at gmail.com. I hope you have a blessed day.